Hello, Ian and family from Leon and Becky. The Whittle family send our love to you all as we continue to navigate our way through this time with varying degrees of success. Thank you to all of you that tune in on a Sunday and those that keep connected by watching afterwards. We know it's not the same, but see it as a commitment to each other till we meet again and are often blessed by the words of encouragement from the speaker and from other people's contributions. Ben Franks from Hope Church is here to say hi, and then we'll see what Mike Bainham and his girls have been up to. Listen out for Lucy singing in the background. Hello, Amen Church family. I hope you're all doing really well and that this time of separation from one another is um, has been bearable and hopefully even at times encouraging. Um, a little bit of an update, I suppose, from uh, what we're doing here up in the Rhondda Valley. Um, it's been a strange time, hasn't it? And it's been a time of challenges, but also great opportunities. Um, I think we're very much longing to be back together and longing uh, to be able to gather for worship and for communion and all those kind of things. But even during this time, we've, we've seen encouragements. We've seen a couple of people come to faith. One of the things that's been most encouraging for me is seeing leaders emerging in the life of our church and seeing people um, leaning in and getting closer to God through this challenging time. And one of the things we've been doing is just uh, preaching through the book of 1 Thessalonians. And in chapter 3, Paul describes his longing and his love for the Thessalonian church. And he's not able to be with them, uh, but he's desperate to uh, find ways to encourage them and strengthen them and ultimately he sends Timothy to them but there's this wonderful prayer um that that Paul prays and that I just thought it'd be something to to share with you guys he says now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you and may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. I'm praying for your church today that you would be back together soon and that you would be able to enjoy community life together again as a family soon. I'm praying also that your love would increase and overflow for one another even in this difficult time and praying that God would strengthen you and that you'll be holy and blameless in the way you live your lives uh, today and ongoing. We, um, we're praying for you as an advance uh, family across Wales. We um, are praying for Aenon as well and I hope we'll be able to all be together again soon. Hi, um, so this week I uh, gave our girls a challenge uh, inspired by what Graham put on men's group a couple of weeks ago where he put a note through all his neighbours' doors asking for donations for the food bank. Um, so I asked the girls uh, would they do the same and uh, we put together a little video uh, of their efforts. And as we were thinking about this, uh, Gina found the following verse in Romans 12, starting from verse 7. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership, ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift 
for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Hope you enjoy the video. Thank you, Chloe and Sophie, for the encouragement. What a great idea. Mm. And thank you to Lucy Abraham for blessing us with your beautiful singing. Over the past few weeks, I found moments of great sadness in the situation that the world is in and the reality of the human condition in the absence of God. I've been aware that the only good in me is from God. What a God he is. He does not let go. He sees our heart and knows when we acknowledge that he is the I am. Even if it's in the frustration or lostness, if we are beating the ground toward him, we are acknowledging that he is the answer. It's been said that Jesus would have died on the cross, if only for me, but I read something the other day which made me think. A newspaper once printed an article questioning what's wrong with the world, to which GK Chesterton replied, I am. When we look out at the world and see all of the evil, it's easy to judge from a distance. But it's also true that Jesus would still have to have died on the cross for my sin, even if no one else had existed. Sin is sin, and we all fall short. Thank God for Jesus. We're all on a journey. God knows our heart and how far we've come. He sees who he made us to be, and he knows where we would be without him. This week, with me, let's consciously look out for all the beauty and kindness that's around us, in creation and people we love, and acknowledge them as God's gift to us and thank him. I'm sure we all know what it feels like to be taken for granted. Keep journeying with him. Sometimes we'll run and sometimes we'll stumble. Keep in mind the sovereignty of God and his love and mercy to us. He is not oblivious to our pain and sadness. But when you feel that pain and sadness, sit with your mighty God in it. Let him share it. He knows the beginning from the end. You can trust him, even when it's scary. Mm. If you're looking for reading material, may I recommend Corrie Ten Boom's The Hiding Place.
careful reading of the text will reward us in this way. One interpretation is that over to Matt now for this week's message and we'll see you again afterwards. Good morning. Last week we spoke about the battle of our current circumstances, how we're journeying towards the full glory of eternity that God's promised us. Phil spoke of how our present times are still marked with sufferings, but God's in it with us. Today we're looking at Romans 8 verses 26 to 30. These verses we're looking at today give us great news these five verses show us God's plans of how he intended us to handle these situations. So I'm going to start a little bit earlier than last week. I'd like to take you back to when I was a youngster. Here's a photo of a slightly hairier me, so you can picture it. Yes, I did have Adam and the ant stripes on my face, and what I can only presume is a water pistol in my hand. So I moved out of my parents' home when I was 17 years old, heading off to the big smoke of Cardiff. Well, to breathe really, but as a Pembrokeshire boy, it was close enough to Cardiff for me. I guess for the first 17 years of my life, I'd been going to church every Sunday. I was involved with my family in loads of different ministries that were going on, and so many youth activities. And then I moved away. I stepped out of my parents' care, out of the family home. I went off to fend for myself. I was left to make my own decisions. In fairness, they did bail me out a few times, and if you asked them, it was probably more than a few. As far as I was concerned, I was living on my own. I'd become a man. And that was probably the last time I went to church, like really went to church, not just going with my parents when I went home. My God became parties, became fun, the student bar, alcohol and more parties. And these are what I set my mind on, my heart on. All of them could have so easily led to my destruction. 
Some 16 years later, a group of people that my wife, Suzanne, had met, a toddler's group, were praying for us. They were praying for God to impact our lives, to break in and show us what a relationship with him could be like. If they'd asked me first, I probably would have politely declined the offer. I wasn't really interested, but it turns out God was. The creator of the universe, the maker of time itself, had time for me. You see, God answers prayers. This group of people from a little Baptist church in Todd Winlice had it in their hearts to pray for my family. And God had it in his heart to listen. He wants us to be involved in this eternal purpose. As a loving father, he wants us to come to him and ask in faith. The life of the Christian is a daily spirit-filled life. It's not just a life designed for the weekend or just for Sundays or just for church. It's a life designed for the home, the school, the place you work, the office, the kitchen. Wherever you are is the place that God expects you to live this spirit-filled life. God has designed our relationship with him to meet the need of every moment, of every day, to be the source of strength and power right through all the difficulties we face. Mickey is going to read Romans 8 verses 26 to 30 for us. I'll see you guys in a moment. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 to 30. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. In these words, Paul tells us that when we are weak, the Spirit helps us. When we don't know what to pray, the Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The Passion Translation puts it beautifully. The Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit, because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So these strange times we're living in now, when so much seems to be falling down around us, the world seems to be buckling under the pressure we've built up, when life is just simply too big and too complex and we don't know what to ask for, in such times, this is when the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. He graciously shares with us the bearing of this burden. He picks up the load with us and takes the weight. In James 1, 5-6 it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all, without finding fault, it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. So all we need to do is ask and believe, but not believe in our own ability to communicate with God, not believe in our own holiness or our part in this relationship, but believe in what God has promised through his word, because he wants a relationship with you, 
He wants it so much that he gave his one and only son. And Jesus, his son, was the perfect example of praying in the Spirit. Luke tells us that Jesus was also baptized, and while he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. And later on, Luke states that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. And then in chapter 4, and Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the surrounding district. He began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and took up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and set me to proclaim the release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, and proclaim the favour of the year of the Lord. As Jesus is such a good example of prayer, let's ask ourselves a few questions. Why did Jesus pray? Well, he prayed to maintain this intimate relationship he had with his Father. Throughout the four Gospels, we found Jesus continually in his Father's presence. You see, Jesus desired the will of God. He wanted to do what his Father wanted. Well, where did Jesus pray? Well, Jesus prayed everywhere. He prayed with his disciples, with his friends in small groups, with Peter, James and John. He prayed alone in the mountains. He prayed on a picnic with his disciples by the lakeside. He prayed absolutely everywhere he was. And Jesus prayed without ceasing. He prayed before making important decisions. He prayed for the Father's will. What else did Jesus pray for? He prayed for himself. He prayed for his friends so they see spiritual truths. And he prayed for his friend's faith. Luke tells us that Jesus said, But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. He encouraged his disciples to pray and not become weighed down by the worries of life. When Jesus was in situations that he would have found not only massively worrying, but hugely stressful, situations that would have sent me into a panic, what did Jesus do? Well, he knelt down and he prayed. When Paul writes in Romans 8 verse 26, the Spirit helps in our weakness, Paul knew this truth so well. In 2 Corinthians, Paul tells us of his hard times, of the times he couldn't have done it on his own. He says this, Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. He had it hard. Like Jesus' disciples, we come to the Lord asking him to teach us to pray. Because praying is hard work. It takes thought, concentration, discipline. It takes commitment. And quite often we don't know how or what to pray for. We just see the issues around us. We don't know what's best for us because we don't have God's overall perspective on what he's doing. 
not only in our lives, but also in the lives of those about us who in one way or another will be impacted by what we do. Isn't it cool to know that God knows us so well that he's got a plan of how we can call on him, even when we don't know what we're going to ask? We shouldn't be surprised, but he sort of thought of everything. Paul tells us that the Spirit is there for these times, for these situations. He uses the word intercedes. It means to meet, to turn to, approach, appeal, petition. Paul said, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You see, when we give our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in us. He dwells in us. He knows what we want. He knows what we want better than we do. Those years ago, when the guys from Anum were praying for me, the Holy Spirit was in me also praying. I didn't know what I wanted, but he did. He was in perfect step with the Father. When we can't find words in which to express our prayers, and when we can do nothing better than cry out or make a noise, the Spirit takes those sounds, those feelings, those deepest desires, and he makes them into effective prayer on our behalf. How awesome is that? But this passage doesn't stop there. Paul's words in his letter to the Romans are among the most well-known and most quoted in the Bible. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8.28 All things. All things. That's the good, the bad, the pleasant, the unpleasant. All things. Everything. Every situation. Every person works together for our best. It's such a deep, deep promise. But sometimes we read it, we quote it so quickly that it loses its meaning. But if we believe in this, this verse, then the verse in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 is also fulfilled. In everything, give thanks. It doesn't say in everything that's good, give thanks. It says in everything, give thanks, both bad and good. That's how thankful you'll be if you believe in Romans 8.28. In everything you'll be giving thanks. It's also written, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. We can't do that without truly believing in Romans 8.28. All things work together. All things. When bad things happen, it reveals what's inside somebody's heart. It shows a true person. Jesus says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So during lockdown, we've seen People fighting in shops over toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Kids coughing at people as they walk down the street. People wishing harm on others on social media because they're not following health directives. Neighbours arguing over trivial things. But we've also seen businesses standing by employees who need to self-isolate. The nation coming together to thank everyone who's part of the NHS. People shopping for vulnerable neighbours. The food bank giving in our own community, increasing week on week. Fundraising efforts from infants through to pensioners. And we as a nation have got behind these fundraisers. Captain Tom Moore has raised more than 32 and a half million pounds. Captain Tom on his 100th birthday also received over 140,000 birthday cards. We see evil in the world because People make bad choices. We see good when people make good choices. But God uses them both. Joseph's brothers made a bad choice by selling their brother into slavery. Joseph chose to believe God was with him and leaned into his faith. 
God took the awful thing that his brothers did and not only saved the nation of Israel, but also many other nations as well. Joseph spoke about how God used the bad for good. He intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Also, enemy armies were made a choice to wipe out Israel when Jehoshaphat was king. Jehoshaphat chose to take the awful news to God and then he chose to believe the prophet to put singers in front of when they were advancing towards the enemies because the prophet had told them the battle is the Lord's. Not only did God save them, but they came away with abundant prosperity. In 2 Chronicles, it says that it took three days to collect it all. See, God can take whatever hard, difficult, awful or chaotic thing is going on in our lives, just like global pandemics. And he can make use of it. He can use it to fulfill his purpose. But he didn't cause COVID-19, but he will make the best from it because God is good. He always works to bring about good in our lives. And the Bible says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. See, sometimes life is so messy, we can't see what we need. Sometimes we know what we need, but we've no, got no idea how to achieve it or what the first step should be. But if we believe that in all things God works for good, he works for our best, and then we give thanks in everything, and we rejoice in the Lord always, no matter how chaotic it looks from where we're stood, we can then remember that God has a different perspective. See, God can see this big picture, and although we feel helpless, he's really ensured we're not. Sit in his presence. Give God your time. Lean on him. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that when I've got nothing to bring, you've given me the Holy Spirit not only to guide me, but also to petition and appeal on my behalf. When I'm lost for words, you know my deepest needs. I thank you that you work for the best through every situation and you use everything to fulfill your purpose. I ask you to strengthen our faith and help us remember this truth when life gets in the way. When we can't see out of the dark, I pray that you help us remember that you are with us. Help us to raise an hallelujah through every situation because sometimes when things seem bad, we need to remember that you're always our good father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Matt. What an awesome foundation and hope we have. Too good to keep to ourselves. Alpha Course starts Tuesday and is a great way to share the hope we have. The video is a great way to invite people or let them know about it. There are also links to different videos and sign-up forms on Anan's Facebook page and website. If you don't have access to these, I'm sure Matt would be happy to send the link directly to you to pass on. Have a look. This old friend of mine, Helen. My best friend. My friend Colin invited me to try Alpha. They handed me a invitation. It was just a random invitation. And I said like, why not? Why not? Let's try it. Why not? Let's go. And I found like a like a really awesome community of people. They helped me find who I was just by listening. Alpha helped me in the knowing of God. Empecé a entender que el amor is de muchas maneras. I just knew. I was a different person from that moment on. I knew I had purpose. I, I felt really comfortable in like starting to invite my friends. 
I've seen Alpha really impact people that I work with. I would definitely encourage people to get involved. It's one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. It all turned out to be life-changing. Okay guys, be brave. I bet you already know who you need to invite. But maybe you'd quite like God to put someone easier on your heart. <laughs> Can I reassure you that if they say no, it's okay? I've had my first no thank you, and I still felt better that I'd just asked. Just take a deep breath and press send. This odd time presents us with a unique opportunity to invite people in the most passive way ever with obstacles like distance and babysitting removed. Give people at least a chance to say no. Much love. See you soon. You will have known that I was in hospital last week um, and I saw my name on the um, email that went goes out to all the church. And many of you probably were praying for me. And I'd really like to thank you for your prayers. Um, I've felt so protected and surrounded by the love of the Lord and also the love of his people. So thank you. I just want to share a testimony of some of the things that I felt were going on during this time. I've entitled this testimony Dominoes. Now, when you stack dominoes, like you can see in this picture, they have to be the exact correct distance apart and at the correct angle for one domino to fall and hit the other and create a cascade of dominoes falling. And sometimes decisions in our life are like that. Each decision that takes place affects what happens next and the next decision that's taking place and the next decision that's taking place. And sometimes when people are making decisions for us or about us, the same thing can happen. We have no control over those decisions. Or do we? I believe very, very strongly that when we pray that um, those decisions are influenced by the Lord. And I believe that your prayers for me very strongly influenced decisions that were made while I was in hospital. I also believe that um, your prayers helped get rid of the pain that I was in. Um, I'd been admitted to hospital and I was awaiting an examination and I read a, a text from Phil and Emma saying that they were praying for me. And as I read that text, the pain left. So I went from considerable pain to no pain in about 10 seconds. and. When the nurse came to examine me, she's like, where does it hurt? And I'm like, feeling a bit of a fraud. Well, the pain's gone now, but it was here. And at that point onwards, every decision that was made, there was somebody arguing to send me home because I wasn't in pain anymore. And someone else arguing, no, we need to investigate what is going on. So I thank you so much for the prayers that you said for me. So I'd just like to leave you with this verse. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. 
I believe that when we pray, when we put our decisions, when we put the decisions others are made, making for us or about us before the Lord, that he does smooth our path and he does ease our way and he does make the dominoes fall just right in our favour. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.
Thank you, Father, that uh, we're able to stay connected at, at this time. Uh, thank you for all the ways that you make that possible. And Father, thank you uh, for the beauty that does surround us, uh, that you've put in place. Thank you for the birds singing. Thank you for the sunshine and the, the rain that waters the flowers. And just thank you for all the beautiful nature around us and for the opportunity and the time to um, walk about and sit or and notice these things. Thank you that there's new life uh, all around us. And Father, thank you that you promised to never leave us or forsake us. Thank you that you are always there. You're always listening. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that we are able to come to you with no barrier, with a curtain torn in two. We ourselves um, are the priests. Thank you that you made that possible and thank you that you left your Holy Spirit with us so that even when we don't know what to do or say or think or pray, Father, we can just sit, tune into you and allow your Spirit to do what you sent him for. Thank you for this time together and um, I just want to pray a blessing over everybody that um, has been connected to church um, via this via this video, whether it be um, this morning or whether it, uh, whether they're listening in the in the next couple of days. Thank you, Father, for all the blessings that you that you give to us, the ones that we notice and the probably millions that we don't. In Jesus' name, Amen.